Alright, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Oh my god, I smell shenanigan! I have no idea what's going on, but I am excited! Yeah, baby, yeah! Ever dance with the devil in the pale Inconceivable! Cowabunga! I thought this was a party! It's two Moskis and a podcast. With Eric and Jeff. Alright, well hello everybody and welcome to Two Nerdskis and a Podcast. It's the one show where two nerdskis come together and talk about everything pop culture and entertainment. As always, I am one of your nerdskis, Eric, and we're back! Kind of. As you'll see that this is a Saturday special of sorts. Um, so we we were gone for a couple weeks and um, um, I didn't want to like come back empty-handed, but... Um, Jeff, unavail- Jeff, unfortunately, was unavailable, but um, let me just say, you know, the reason sometimes we take breaks is because, you know, we need to unwind, we need to, you know, revitalize so that we can be fresh, and so um, right now, all I can say is, you know, all I will say on this matter is, you know, just remember, you know, we're only human, and that we all need our times to to revitalize and stuff and kumbaya and whatnot and so um jeff will be back though we will be back doing main installments that is a promise and so but again i didn't want to come empty-handed so i decided that i was going to get together back with our good friend from the great white north of canada himself josh and we're going to talk about the one topic that we love talking about and that's power rangers all over again um, and so we are talking about the first new season so far of Power Rangers, which is Dino Fury. So far, it's, I think, I don't know if it's completely finished that first season, but I mean, it's all on Netflix to watch. But um, we're basically just talking about how we feel about the show so far, what we think what's working for it and whatnot, and uh, maybe some speculations on where it's going to go from there. But I just figured that, I we you all deserve a little something before we come back to main installments, but um, a little something in advance. I do want to apologize. When I was recording, um, I had some issues with my mic, and so when you hear me, sp- so we use a little we use a recording service called ZenCast to record all our podcasts, and so um, I guess um, and it records two separate audio files so that. One audio file sounds crisp. I mean, one audio file is for me, and then the audio file is for whoever's speaking. It's usually Jeff <laughs> or our guests, and it sends us those audio files separately. So on mine, it looked like my mic was not on, and so you're definitely going to hear me talk through maybe our my internal microphone on my computer. Um, so it sucks. Uh, it, you know, it's not going to be this lovely quality that you have here with an intimate microphone, but... You know, the conversation was just too good to pass up, and I didn't want to re-record again. I was like, oh, man, because it was a good conversation that I had with Josh, and I, I I feel bad about it, but you know what? Life happens. The show goes on. You know what? It's all kumbaya and shit, and so um, lesson learned on this. Always make sure that your actual mic is working or actually is set to the right standards or whatnot, so... 
Um, I'm going to check back with you guys uh, at the end of this. So in the meantime, folks, enjoy me and Josh gush about Power Rangers. Ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy. All right, well, hey, Josh, thanks for uh, joining, uh, coming back to the show. <laughs> Didn't know how to start that back up, but hey, man, it's good to see you. Good to hear your voice. Hey, man, thanks for having me. I'm always happy to be here. I love doing these podcasts with you fellas, especially uh, Power Rangers. Oh, well, unfortunately, it's not. It's just me. Jeff is uh, indisposed at the moment. He's just take, he's taking care of some stuff right now, um, but... He sends his love, and he uh, t- says that everyone, uh, please stay shiny, of course. And uh, yeah, so um, we're here talking po- about Power Rangers again. It's like, it seems you and me are destined to have this discussion forever, aren't we, Josh? <laughs> yeah, we are, and I'm not complaining. <laughs> All right, so anyways, so today we're talking about the recent season. At least the recent season of Power Rangers, Power Rangers Dino Fury. Um, I mean, so the last time you and I had talked about Power Rangers, it was with Jeff about the 2017 movie. And then prior to that, it was just a giant two hour long conversation about Power Rangers itself. Um, So now we're actually officially talking about an official season out so far. Probably should have done this a lot sooner, but I mean, the hell of it. I mean, there's just so so much thing, so much about it that's that's happened right now um overall and so i felt like i mean eh while we're waiting for the first part is it is it would you say it's the second part of season two to uh, season one to come out or is it or is the first half is already out i think the second half will be out later like uh there's been 11 episodes like i think sometime in june a month ago they dropped like um three select episodes on this on disney i was about to say disney plus damn it uh <laughs> netflix um, although although disney was originally the owner of the show back in the day yeah it's it's that's forgiven though we can totally forgive that um but anyways here we are we are here to discuss power rangers and so dino fury which is the current season it's technically the 28th and 29th because since the show started airing on Nickelodeon, they run about two seasons each. Um, each season prior has like the first seasons, like for example, the first season was Power Ranger Samurai, and then the second season of Samurai was just called Power Ranger Super Samurai, which is really kind of stupid. Um, and then you get the only season so far, aside from the only season so far to really kind of drop that would be Dino Fury. No, I mean, would be um, Beast, Beast Morphers. Morphers. Yeah. and uh, But I think that's because also Hasbro is now taking hands of the franchise. And I have to say, um, I mean, I think I think they're doing all right. I mean, they, I love what they've been doing with their toys. I think it sounds great. But yeah, I, I can't complain. I can't either. I like what they're doing so far. I mean, they did a really solid job with Beast Morphers. It wasn't perfect, but it was really solid, especially when they pulled that whole old Vengex plot twist. Oh, yeah. Um, spoilers, by the way, for anyone who hasn't seen Beast Morphers. Um, but but you find out that Beast Morphers is a sequel to... is a secret sequel to Power Rangers RPM, which is the final Disney season that aired before um, Power Rangers transitioned from Disney to Saban back again. Um, so, yeah, it's... 
it's been interesting so far. I mean, um, how do you feel about Hasbro? Did I already ask you this? I was I wasn't sure, but did um do you think Hasbro's doing a good job so far? I think you asked me that when we did our first video, but it's a nice subject, so I don't mind. Um, I think they're doing a really good job on the franchise. We've only seen like them do two seasons. Well, if you want to get technical, three, because you know two seasons of Beast Morphers plus this. But if you want to count them all as like a whole thing and like two seasons in general, they've done a good job so far. That's not. Yeah, I would. I would agree. So far, I think that um, it's been. I mean, every transition is always kind of like rough and tough or whatnot, but I feel like for what they've done so far, it's not too bad. I mean, um, I mean, I think because Judd Lynn, who has been a long line, I mean, a lifelong, um, been a long running uh, like producer and writer of the show. Basically, he helped write the book on how to do a Power Ranger season. Like, I think he, I think. I don't know if it was Beast Morphers that was his last season, but he basically, or was it Doug Sloan? I forget. One of those two. Basically, they helped. One of them stayed. I think it was Judd Lynn, yeah. Judd Lynn stayed to help transition, and that's how we got Beast Morphers. And so now here we are into Dino Fury, and um, Dino Fury is in, it's interesting how they start off, to say the least. But uh, so far, so in case you don't know anything about Power Rangers, Power Rangers, I should have said this at the beginning. Whoops! But Power Rangers is essentially a it's a it's a kids action series based upon the long running Super Sentai series in Japan. They take footage from each season of Super Sentai and incorporate it with American footage for American audiences. And so the show used to shoot in uh, Los Angeles, and then they started shooting shooting in uh, Auckland, New Zealand, starting with uh, Ninja Storm, which was the first Disney season. Um, and it's ironic because they don't even air it in New Zealand because the show is considered too violent over there for children. Um, interesting that they think that way, but I'm, I'm going to let that one go. Um, but so far I think that they've, I mean, it's kind of, I mean, so far it's kind of like the quality of like everything from samurai to here has kind of been mixed. I mean, I would say the first two series, um, Samurai and Megaforce. Oh, don't get me started on Megaforce. Both lacklusters. Um, Dino Charge brought it back up a bit, and then you got um, you definitely have Ninja Steel, which is I've heard mixed things about Ninja Steel, um, but I believe you like it, right, Josh? It's okay. I mean, it's an okay season, but I kind of consider... I'm always wrestling. Which one do I think is weaker? Samurai slash Super Samurai or Ninja Steel? They're kind of on the same level to me. I don't completely hate them, but they're not like that, that great. Okay. Well, either way... Um, either way, it definitely... You can definitely tell something was different when Beast Morphers came around. And I don't know if it... Again, I don't know if it's... You know, Linkara, he he just put out today a history of Power Rangers on Beast Morphers, and he thinks that you know now that now that um, Saban's not in the picture, maybe Hasbro let him give him more free reign to do more original ideas or whatnot. Um, and I think it definitely shows because there definitely was fan service for Beast Morphers and references to past seasons, but it was done to help advance the actual story itself. And so I think that was definitely, it definitely sounded like they were playing around with 
what to do and therefore you got this you got beast morphers and um and now i think it's time we should really transition really into dino fury itself and so dino fury is based off of the 43rd season of super sentai called kishiryu sentai ryo soldier um basically the plot of that show is a little well every sentai season is always interesting because it can be a it can be more based in fantasy or supernatural or it can be based more in like science fiction or whatnot it usually kind of depends but basically they went back to the dinosaur motif um but around so like 65 so i'm reading from the official uh, wiki from uh, the ranger wiki here on fandom so 65 million years ago the immensely powerful warfare tribe troidun re- reigned over earth the tribe abandoned the planet when a gigantic meteor appeared vowing that they would return when as the rulers of the world again as they headed into space the real soul tribe who battled against the warfare tribe Druidon stayed on Earth, along with their dinosaur companions, the Kishiryu. The Ryosol tribe withstood the Ice Age brought on by the gigantic meteor, and they placed their Kishiryu companions in the Ryosols and sealed them in temples throughout the world. Essentially, the Ryosols are technically like little keys that you can insert into their sabers that they use. Um, and so you move to present day, and the current, the current um, knights have to defend the earth once again because Druidon are back and it, it gets interesting to say the least. Um, you have to remember, uh, Japanese are, they have different standards when it comes to their programming. Like they can get away with a little bit more with their children's programming. Like for example, let's talk about, for example, like in Mighty Morphin. And I believe we talked about this too in our first real big conversation about Power Rangers, but like in, Zoo Ranger, which is what the original Mighty Morphin series of based was based off of, like the Green Ranger's parents were killed by him, I think, in like a blind rage or whatnot. Um, and like there is some, there's 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 blood actually in the show, so it gets pretty dark to say the least. Um, I I did watch a few episodes of Ryu Soldier um, prior to Ryu Soldier being adapted into Dino Fury, but. I mean, I didn't hate it. I mean, I and I wouldn't say I didn't necessarily like it, but I didn't think it was bad. I thought it was interesting what they were going for, but I don't know. I just remember when they announced that Rio Soldier was going to be adapted for Dino Fury. Um, I mean, everyone was like, "Didn't we just have Dino Charge?" And that's fair because you know that was only like a couple seasons ago. But then I, I guess if you really think about it, the truth of the matter is, is dinosaurs sell toys and you have to remember this essentially super sentai is almost kind of like a children's show to sell toys um in japan and so yeah same thing here with the dino fury but um i guess we can get into the show proper and so basically you take the knight motif and you kind of have them fight aliens again so I'm kind of a little bit disappointed with like recent seasons. It's just in terms of like how they adapt the villains. It's like every villain is just now an evil space alien. It's no longer like enemy warlocks from uh, enemy, yeah, enemy mystical monsters and warlocks from like another dimension or whatnot. Everyone's every almost every Power Ranger season so far since Super Samurai has kind of been more 
No, I wouldn't say since Super Samurai. I'd say more toward no Dino Charge. I'd say since Dino Charge, it's all just been evil space aliens. I'm, and I'm like, we've seen this before. Can we just can we try something a little bit different with the villains, please? <laughs> but that that that's just me though. But in any ways, so um, how does how so I'm gonna turn it over to Josh. But Josh, how would you explain Dino Fury so far? So far, I think Dino Fury is off to a solid start. Actually, I rewatched all the episodes today in preparation for this podcast, and I, I, I really like where they're going with this. There's a lot that where they, it looks like they have a story going there, but uh, we're not seeing it all completely unfold yet. But I think I have ideas where the story could potentially go. But I think before I get into that, I'd like to talk about the characters. So like, of course, I think the cast is good they all share really good chemistry with each other and i think the characters are all really well likable but i think my favorite of them would be izzy the green ranger yes viewers for the first time ever the green ranger is a girl but it's great well it falls kind of an old tradition kind of with power rangers so far is that all all the power rangers so far have been like we haven't had a female ranger that's been replaced by that replaces a male ranger since from the Wild Sentai Force. since Wild Force. So, um, long story short, so when Power Rangers was first adapted for Mighty Morphin, um, the Yellow Ranger in Zero Ranger was originally a dude. Coincidentally, his name was Boy. So, um, for certain seasons, in case where the male, in which the Yellow Ranger was played by a male, they would replace that male with um, a woman. With a woman, and uh, I think it was just to add more girls to the team. I think so. It was so. It's just like you know, the Pink Ranger wasn't alone or whatnot, which is totally fine. I totally get that. Yeah, um, I thought the whole, the whole there's a viewers. There's a great joke in this season where they do like a thing where when she becomes the Green Ranger, she's got a skirt, but then she rips it off because she doesn't like skirts. Like I always thought that was a that. As a kid, I always thought it was weird that they didn't have skirts as a kid because I was thinking, hold on, if the Yellow Ranger's a girl, why doesn't she have a skirt? I mean, I don't mean it sounds sexist or anything. That just always kind of bothered me as a kid. I know why that why that's the case now, but when you're a kid, yeah. Well, I think, it, I think it's great that they explain it because you really get a sense of like, you really get a better sense of like, oh, right on. They finally, they finally did something... Uh, they gave a good explanation. It was better than any explanation shown in Megaforce. I'll tell you that much. It's like, uh, why is my... Megaforce. Yeah, why is my... Uh, hey, I'm the Black Ranger. Why am I suddenly becoming the Green Ranger? There's an there's a, there's a very good explanation for that. Damn it, Gosei. <laughs> Damn it, Gosei! <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So the cast so far has been pretty solid, I feel like. I, I'm not... I mean, I'm not like too huge i mean like the cast is the cast is what it is but like i mean like power rangers acting has always been like kind of a hit and miss like you have some seasons where the acting's just like eh, it's okay you have some seasons where the acting's kind of like oh and then there are some seasons where it's like really solid good acting like especially in dino floor no not dino Force size actually dino charge was actually pretty good but i would say time force has amazing acting um i recently not recently, but I remember thinking about now, like, um, In Space has some actually solid good acting in there. Yeah, and I think um, Lost Galaxy does too. Dino, Dino Thunder and... 
RPM? Uh, in space, in RPM, especially RPM, and in space, also has some really solid acting too. Yeah, I um, think like Speed Rescue's acting for the most part is pretty solid. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't disagree with that. Like there, there's some pretty good performances from like certain actors, especially during the during the silver during the Titanium Ranger arc. Like those, like that during that three parter, like there was some solid good acting in terms of like the reveal and how Captain Mitchell, like he cannot believe his son is has like been corrupted and become like evil for um, for like a couple episodes until he eventually becomes good and whatnot and joins the Lightspeed Rangers permanently. So that's always so you 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 do appreciate when there is solid good acting in Power Rangers and. Um, especially, I mean, not just in time force, but you mentioned RPM, like there is solid, good acting in there. Um, and it also is also due to the writing and like, depending, I guess it also depends on like who's writing the show. Um, which I mean, so far here, I mean, the writing is, you know, it's basically good writing, but I feel like, I feel like at least in the first two episodes, the writing I thought was pretty fucking on point in terms of like, um, direction and acting and i think and i i think that they've chosen some solid good actors but um let's let's start with let's talk about the actual cast and so you have zato who is like over a million years old he's like the oldest ranger the oldest red ranger on the show so far i think i could be totally wrong it's been a moment unless josh would know like josh is like i may know power rangers a lot and i grew up with this this franchise religiously but josh lives and breathes power rangers so am i wrong or no you're not wrong i do and i actually have a personal theory i think you're you're semi right i think he is the oldest ranger per se because he was around during the time of the dinosaurs and then frozen in in stasis for millions of years but i think it's not just him i think potentially because we see the flashback in the uh, first episode you know like when he's like a knight on earth fighting the enemies Mm -hmm. like we also see a there were other knights with him that became Dino Fury Rangers, including the Gold right. Ranger. So I'm curious, mm-hmm. what if they try to pull something where you know, the Gold Ranger from the flashback is the same one we'll be seeing in the present time, like just like Zato was frozen for millions of years. The only question is, how do they do that? The reason I have this theory is because he's, according to the bio, he's a knight of Rafcon like Zato. Oh, he's got antenna like Zato, and I don't mean to sound racist or anything, but he's also African American like Zato. So, oh, I'm kind of connecting the dots there. Maybe I'm looking too much into it, but because there's so many signs he could potentially be related to Zato or something like that, I'm thinking, what if they're the same part of the same race? Well, I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily a race thing, but. I mean, to be honest, to be fair though, we don't really get a lot of rangers, a lot of like red rangers, for the most part, are all white guys. Are, um, and then the, but we do get those red rangers who are played by people of color. Um, definitely the first one would be TJ, played by Sullen Ward for uh, Turbo, and then obviously you get um, who oh, I don't. I remember. think it's Shane and Ninja Storm. And then, yeah, Shane and Ninja Storm, but I don't. I know it. I know his first name is Pua, but I cannot pronounce my his last name to save Magus my life. Silva? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, him especially. Um, and it's by the way, rest in peace to him. Um, yeah. And then there's Jack and SPD. Yeah, played by Brandon McLaurin. Um, yeah, and then who I've seen in like a bunch of like TV shows, like as like a side 
as like a side small side character and like things he's like he's very prominent in like canadian productions because he is from british columbia yeah and I think, um yeah the next one after him was scott truman and rpm and then is it that's Zato like a darville yeah or like oh wait i think it was tyler and then zato yeah i think you i think you're right um Anyone who, by the way, Eka Darville, who played, um, who plays Scott in RPM, he's also in uh, Marvel's Jessica Jones, um, and then his co-star Rose McIver, uh, who plays Summer, she went on to be the main star in iZombie. Zombies. So, like, hey man, you, you play, you were in Power Rangers long enough, you get to do some pretty cool things later in life. Um, but yeah, no, there's not a lot of like people of color who play um red rangers but like i mean but power rangers has always been very diverse with its cast um which brings me to my next character ollie who's played by um kai moya by the so um zeta was played by russell curry and yeah kai moya plays ollie akana and i have to say it's uh kai is i found out that he's filipino and i'm like fuck yeah because <laughs> i'm i'm filipino myself and i'm like it's always nice when we Filipinos get, we get pride. <laughs> um, and so he's, Ollie's very much the character who is, um, a serious, realistic, logical guy. Kind of, but he's also, I mean, his mom, and I think it might be due to his mom because his mom is, he's, she's like a researcher. Is she, in, yeah, she's an archeologist who like, she's very much science-based driven. And so she's very much into like, really studying studying like what's called dino hinge which is out in the woods um in the what's the city that they're in oh i think it's called pine ridge and i think uh the, the destination in the woods is dino hinge dino hinge yeah i said it i said dino hinge but um yeah she's researching dino hinge because it's like what the hell is that doing out there and you, you later you later find out that dino hinge is was created by the morphin masters um who uh, gave the Dino Fury Rangers in the, of the past their powers, and there's a lot to talk about the uh, the Morphin Masters later. But um, so yeah, Ollie's very much um, he very much cares for his mom, and um, you know he kind of he does things a lot by himself too. I mean, more once I wouldn't say he does things by himself, but he definitely um, he definitely uh, he's smart, but he definitely needs a little bit more. I feel like he needs a little pick me upper. Um, I feel like, but. Um, and then you also have, so you also have Amelia Jones, who's played by Hunter Denno. Um, I know her name, her name is a lot longer actually, because um, I found her on, because she has like a fan page on, uh, on Facebook, but uh, that's besides the point. But she's, she's, a, she's the Pink Ranger um, and Ollie was the Blue Ranger. And so she works at Buzz Blast. She basically works at BuzzFeed, but we don't call it BuzzFeed. We call it Buzz Blast. Essentially they do like, Okay, what kind of a new okay, what kind of an, a news media joint is Buzzblast? Is it like what do you what is it you think they talk about on Buzzblast? Uh, I think they like to talk about uh, subjects going on in their city, you know, like hey, there's this thing going on, like there's this beast the Power Rangers are fighting or like whatever's current news that's internet worthy, that's what they chat about, I guess. So they're basically they basically they're free form in terms of like media, like they talk about whatever they want. I think so. Well, almost anything, because the head journalist doesn't let Amelia talk about anything paranormal. <laughs> um, by the way, um, so her boss, 
Her boss is Jane Fairview, and she runs Buzzblast along with her assistant Jay Borg, and um, they're the they're the this series they're this season's requisite comedy tr- uh, duo. And uh, I don't know, man, I miss the days of Bulk and Skull. Those were so do more I. simpler I'm, times. I mean, what they're doing with these characters, I don't completely hate it, but I feel like if you're gonna do comedy, why don't you just have the Rangers do it? I mean, yeah, yeah. But I mean, cause like, cause there are past seasons where like we didn't have a comedy duo at all. And, um, I mean, I think off the top of my head, the best, the best season to kind of like do like self-referential, self-referential humor is RPM, especially in that episode where they talk, where at the beginning, they're like, when we morph, is it absolutely necessary that we scream out our morph call? to our enemies and then like when i morph i suddenly have a giant five foot explosion right behind me and like why does my helmet look like i have anime eyes or whatnot oh yeah one of my this is one of my favorite ones one of my favorite duos that's like bulk and skull but they're really done well cassidy and devon and dino thunder i would agree yeah that's a that's a good duo um but i mean they're not bullies let's put it that way like we've we've definitely gone away from the bully thing since uh since mighty morphin but um yeah, the, I mean, like, the only thing that they're antagonistic about is just, like, uh, you know, Cassie's just like, ah, I'm such a valley girl, that sort of thing, <laughs> I feel like. Um, but anyways, going back to the Rangers themselves. So, Amelia works at um, Buzz Blast along with her fellow team member, the and Black she, Ranger, and Javi Garcia. And in the paranormal. Yeah, she, yeah, she's very much, yeah, she's very much, she's into the paranormal. Is it because of her grand? father though i think because I, I feel so. like i mean there's a it, theory going around at the moment um we don't know for sure this is true yet but people have a few theories of what could be going on well the main villain of this season is void knight and and we saw in episode eight he's doing this to save someone who's frozen in like a canister and people said wow so can the void knight is basically mr freeze <laughs> and they, but they also what's funny that, what's f- <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. And people also say, hold on. If he calls that person his love and she's frozen and he's under the mask and we haven't seen who's under the mask yet. And uh, Amelia's parents went missing when she was a kid, according to her granddad. granddad. So they think, what if that's that's Amelia's dad under the mask and that's her mom in the canister? And and that's Uh, why they mysteriously disappeared. And I said, uh, you know what? That's an interesting idea. Oh, that's pretty good foreshadowing. I like that. That is if really they do good. Go for that. It is interesting. Uh huh. No, because well, no, because then that means like then you kind of have to wonder like this is because we don't because you know a lot of the villains in Power Rangers are always kind of like evil for the sake of evil, but like this is one of those rare instances. I would say other than maybe hmm, I don't know if I would say Rancic. I I don't know if I throw him in there, but like this is like one of those very rare instances where like the villain is not really motivated by like, I need to conquer the world. It's more like uh, I'm doing this to revive my lost love. Like you don't really get that very Like, yeah, you don't really get that. Like, Mm. can you think of a past season where the villain isn't really just out to conquer the world? He's just kind of like, he's, they're doing this just for the sake of, they're doing this for like some other reason. I mean, I would say Rancic, but that's why I was hesitant to like throw them together in that mix. But what do you think? Well, I feel like besides Rancic, there isn't really many others yet, because most of them seem to want to conquer the world, or, or at least in some form, they want to. 
I mean, Razik feels like well, either way, I've heard of him. No, sorry. You were saying about Rancic? I was saying that he feels like one of those rare ones where he doesn't feel like he wanna takes over the world per se. He just wants a better future that's more accepting of mutants because as you can see in the future, they're not very accepting of mutants. I think he just wants a future where mutants can be accepted. Yeah. No, you're right, because it's very much it's very much um because yeah, in the future of like three thousand, the year three thousand, it's like it's very utopian. So like, um, and then like babies in that future are like genetically kind of engineered with the right DNA. So like, Ranzik is born because of like some wrong DNA manipulation, and that's how other mutants are formed. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's almost kind of uh, tragic. Yeah, very tragic in that sense. So, but yeah, there aren't a lot of villains that you can really relate to. I mean. All the vil- a lot of villains in Power Rangers are great, but I don't think there are very few that you can kind of like understand why I think they're doing what they're doing. Maybe relate to just maybe would might be Astronema because she wasn't a villain when she was a child. She was stolen and turned into a villain. Yeah, Karan mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily the wasn't necessarily um, raised well. She was raised to be uh, a a villain, um, and she's like one of the all time best villains and all power rangers and one of those yeah no you're you're right Uh so but yeah um going back to the rain going back to our team so javi is so javi and his sister izzy who is the green ranger like they're new in town um and um the thing from what i understand is that they're step siblings right i think it's who's the who's because their father is Warden Garcia, he's basically um, runs the Javier is his biological son because okay. he's his stepdaughter. But again, I don't mean to sound racist or anything here, but I feel like it should be the other way around because Izzy looks more like she'd be his daughter and Javier his stepson because especially because of the way they kind of look with their skin color. I don't know if it's so. necessarily racist, it's just more in terms of like uh um just in the sense of like, um, have you seen those two? Like do a side by side photo. Which one actually looks like their father the closest? <laughs> exactly. I mean, that, that's just kind of a nitpick I have, but then, yeah. No, it's totally no, it's totally fine. Um, but no, you are right though. I don't really think about it. I was like, yeah, Izzy kind of does look like her father the closest. But I mean, so I mean, this is where this is where it kind of it's an interesting dynamic between these two because like that. I mean, like you think that like, ugh they don't get along, but actually they really do. Like they really do care for each yeah, other. Like, they're dead. Both they're pushing. Dick. Yeah. Their father just kind of treats Javi kind of like the toughest, the most really tough, the most because so Javi is kind of like, he's a musician and he wants to do things like his way or whatnot. But his you know, his father kind of wants him to like do something else. Like, so and I don't remember it's the episode where Javi gets his sword, but so like Javi, he gets like, what is it? Like a, a like a piano guitar or whatnot, some sort of like called a guitar. It's like uh, a guitar. Right. Yeah. 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 And something like, it's like Javi worked hard. He made, he, that thing cost like nearly a thousand dollars, but he built Mm -hmm. up his own money and he paid for it. But as soon as his father sees it, he takes it away and he, he had from him. That was harsh. Oh, and it's like, off the bat, there's a monster attack is he's injured and he blames him. Hold on. Mm -hmm. If she got hurt, why didn't, why aren't you hurt? You didn't protect her enough. What a douche. 
Yeah, like, come on. Like, I mean, but I mean, this is something I I saw. I remember in uh, Beast Morphers where, like, so Mayor Daniels, his son Devin is the Red Ranger. Um, He, like, he gives his son shit for um, being being into playing video games and and studying martial arts. Like, he says, like, those are not going to help you out in life. To which I remember Linkar going, "Um, I mean, Tommy got, was able to have three career paths with martial arts. Like, he was a race car, <laughs> was a race car driver. He, he was, was a martial a arts teacher and a paleontologist, and he all got it through martial arts. So yeah, <laughs> doesn't make any sense now, does it? Yeah. And then Devin went on to uh, become the commander of Great Battle Force. So he ate those words. Yeah, but no. What I think, what but I think, because obviously the mayor found out about his son, and once he found out that his son was the range, was a Red Ranger, he actually. He changed his mind and actually realized his son actually was doing something good with the, for the world, and so his opinion of him very much changed. And so oh, I feel no. like I feel like at some point later on, the warden's going to see Javi in a different like like I think he's going to find out that both his kids are rangers, and he'll I mean he might I think he might it'd be interesting to see how he reacts to his two children being rangers, but um, it'd be very curious to see how it happens, but. Um, Yes, it would. I think out of all the Rangers, they're all great, but I think out of all of them so far, Izzy is my favorite. I was going to say, so, um, I mean, Chance Perez is Javi is great, but I think the standout actor so far of all the Rangers, I would agree. It's Tessa Rao as Izzy Garcia. Like, she's got such a, I think, because Izzy's supposed to be the youngest of the team. Like, I think every one of them is, like, maybe in their, like, they're, like, late teens, like, out of high school or maybe like early twenties. Zato, obviously, he's like over sixty-five million years old. Yeah, and I but think Russell Curry himself was like in his thirties when he did this season or whatever. Was he really? I think so. Oh, that's got those have got to be some good genes on him. Yeah. He, okay. Yeah, he's born. Okay, I'm doing. I'm taking a look at something here. So, Russell Curry, born in nineteen. Yeah, Russell Curry's in his thirties. <laughs> he might be in his. Yeah, he's like in his mid thirties and he does not look like he's in his mid thirties at all, dude. He does not. He looks like he's twenty five. Yeah, so let's take a look at the rest of the cast, shall we? Um let's see here. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm taking a look at the rest of the cast. Let's see. So Kai was born in nineteen so Russell Curry was born in nineteen eighty seven. He literally is the oldest. He literally is he's the oldest Red Ranger and he's playing one of the oldest Red Rangers in existence, um, or maybe the oldest Power Ranger in existence. Kai Moya, who's the, who plays Ollie, the Blue Ranger, born in 1997. So let's see, I'm 28, so minus three. So he's about 25. Um, I think, yeah, he's he's 25. And then you've got Hunter Denno. She's born in 1995. So that makes her, I think, 20... Hmm. 26? Yeah, 26, maybe. Yeah, yeah, because... Um, for, so, by the way, a uh, little personal fact about Jeff. Uh, Jeff was also born in 95, so that also makes him... Uh, it's not really it's not really personal, like Jeff. Uh, I'm just saying Jeff was born in 95, so that makes him about uh, 25 as well. And the show came out when you and I were born, so... Yeah, so we were both 28. So, yeah. So, I, yeah, he's about... No, that make him 26 this year. So, so um, Hunter is 26. Um so that means Kai is actually 20... 23? 
Yeah, 23. Fuck. Can we not do math today? <laughs> well, I can. I know, I know. I'm just kind of stupid right now. Um, so, let's see. Chance is born in 19... So, he's also... Chance was born in 1997, so that makes him also... Um, 23? 20, yeah, 23. So, Josh, would you like to know what year Tessa Rao was born in? Please. 1998. Really? She is She is the youngest of the team, so that means she is... Oh, God. Okay, fuck it. I'm doing... 19. I'm t- no, no, she can't be 19. Hold on, let me double check here. 1998. 23. 23, sorry. 23. So everyone is, but, you know, she looks young enough to be, I mean, everyone looks young enough to be, like, they could be in their teens, but especially Russell. What the fuck, Russell? You have amazing genes, dude. Um, Maybe he really was frozen for millions of years. He's not 37. He, we just have to <laughs> Oh God! So, so yeah, Tessa is the youngest, and like, and you can definitely tell that she's the youngest just because of the way her vibe is compared to everyone else. Like everyone, everyone's pretty youthful, but like, they're. I mean, obviously, I think it's. I think it's confirmed that Izzy is still in high school. I think she's what seventeen in the I think show. So because like in her in her debut episode with her and Hobby, she is on the high school team, and I think. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, because she's a she's like uh she's kind of. Yeah, she's very she's an athlete, but like, I mean, she does track. Yeah, she does track and field is what she does. Because I know she in her in her debut episode she used a javelin in her fight against the sports, um, which are the monsters of the season. But um, yeah, so it's very much a it's very she's very much very energetic. Like Tessa plays it brilliantly, and again, it's also probably due to the fact that she's the youngest of all the actors, and so. Um, and also Izzy is the youngest of the team. So yeah, she's very much playing that attitude. Like I, I remember like when she fights like um oh god, what was the what was the one of the main generals? Um I think it's Boom Tower that she fights. She's like, You and I are really vibing, dude. And I'm like, vibing with a teenager. And I'm like, first of all, that's that's great. And then too, I'm like, now that I think about it, that's kind of not <laughs> that's not exactly the best line I would use. Uh, I mean uh, there have been some questionable lines I've heard in Power Rangers. Key point in, um, I think we did. I think I maybe mentioned this in the previous long special Power Rangers we did. But like, so um, Vipra in Lightspeed Rescue, like she taunts the she taunts the you Blue Ranger. Seen and, how low I can go? <laughs> hold on, let me give him more context. So like the Blue Rangers, like you were resort to kidnapping. That's low, even for you. And she goes. You haven't seen how low I can go. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I don't think the actors thought of it that way when they did this. I don't think the writers even thought that thought like they didn't even they didn't even double check to see like, oh shit. That's probably not a PC for a children's show, even for back then. <laughs> it's kinda like it's kinda like how that it's kinda like how in uh uh child's play, that line where Chuck is like well, I gotta go. I have a date with a six-year-old boy. That didn't age well now, did it? <laughs> oh, boy, folks. Oh, fucking boy. Yeah, but Izzy gets some good lines. Like, I think she fights Boom Tower at one point, and she actually says, Okay, Boomer. <laughs> I think she did! You're right, I think she did! <laughs> oh, my God, I think she did. 
Um, yeah, I think that's yeah, she's definitely she's definitely her character's definitely a product of this generation. Yeah, and I think um, she's also like uh, I think they're fighting a rock monster, and I think um, Hobby just says let's rock and roll. She just says oh, yeah, cringe. Like <laughs> that reminds me of me in the, the AU. You know, like I'm the one that does the pods, and you guys are like cringe. <laughs> yep. So side note: so Josh and I are part of the same Discord group, and. Uh, Josh is known for just dropping dad puns all over the fucking place to the point where, like, Josh, how are you not dead? <laughs> oh boy! Oh I'm fucking boy! Show for so many years, I guess the puns just kind of. Hmm. So, um, so that's our Rangers, and then we can we I we can de- we can definitely talk about our speculation for Ion the Gold Ranger later, but. Um, for now, I wanted to talk kind of like some of the other characters. I mean, we briefly mentioned them, but um, I definitely want to talk about Solon, who is like this weird dino cyborg like character that's I wouldn't say the like the mentor, but definitely like the alpha of of the team. Um, he, she's kind of like Zato's assistant. Fun fact: Did you know who she's voiced by? Who? So her name is Josephine Davison, and if Hold you on. remember, that's. That's Morgana in SPD, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes. So she came back to the franchise. Uh, well, actually, I guess she also voiced Itasis in Mystic Force. Oh. oh. And Itasis is like one of the more interesting villains in that season. Um, well, so yeah, I, she's done some work for the sh- for the show. Um, oh, but man. of course, we can't forget to bring in the most famous character. Um, Kelson Henderson. Yeah. So Kelson Henderson. So like, so you have to remember the show shoots in New Zealand. So a lot of the talent that's not the Rangers are going to be from, are going to be locally. Um, I mean, we definitely had Rangers who are uh, actors who who play the Rangers that are local to New Zealand or Australia. But um, for the most part, at least in like recent seasons, a lot of the Rangers are played by, um, um, actors that have flown in from the U.S. I think it just depends on like how they want to do the casting for each season. I know definitely during the Dino season, it was a mix of like who is like local and who wasn't. Because, um, um, yeah, I, I think that's how that worked. But um, here, so like Kelson Henderson, like he's a mainstay in Power Rangers, um, a local actor um, from New Zealand. Um, <clears throat> he's been in like pretty much almost every season of Power Rangers since Dino Thunder. Yeah, since Dino Thunder, but um, I I think he did miss a few seasons. But he's been in the sh- he's been with the show for over like over like almost two decades at this point. Um, and so here, I think because I don't know if he has a main character on the show, like a mainstay character, but he definitely comes back as one of his characters from the previous season, Mick Canick. Uh, his name is Mick, and his last name is Canick. So. Just to make it sound like it says, I'm saying mechanic. That's you. You, will, you wouldn't be wrong. Uh, it's just a weird way of how they named the character. Interesting way of how they named the character. But he comes back from Ninja Steel to like for just for the eighth episode of the first season to, to like follow the Ninja Nexus Prism um, that stores the powers of the Ninja Steel Rangers. Um, and you find out some interesting things about that as well. But so so far, um, so yeah, Josh, you. It really sounds like you do like where the show is going so far. I mean, here's where I think the show has really made some strides. Um, the Morphin Masters. Um, so, so the way the Rangers gained their powers, and so so the night, so the Rangers, so Rathcon was basically under attack 
Um, and uh, and that war had been going on with like the evil, with the Sporks for like millions of years. It landed on Earth and endangered the dinosaurs. And so uh, to help combat the Sporks army, the Morphin Masters appeared to give the, uh, give the Knights of Rafcon their ranger powers. And that's how you get the first Dino Fury Rangers. But what's interesting is that the Morphin Masters are an early like concept from Mighty Morphin. Now, like it's never really been explicitly stated how they work, but they're basically they're kind of like the gatekeepers of the Morphin Grid almost. I mean, like I'm I'm surprised that they didn't bring they didn't reference them in um, Beast Morphers because that was all about utilizing the power of the Morphin Grid into using Morph X. But um, Josh, why don't you why don't you explain kind of like how significant the Morphin Masters are to this series. Well, I think the Morphin Masters were very integral to the season. I really liked how they, um, and I like what they're doing, where they're tying the Morphin Masters into the origins of the franchise. It's like, so what you're telling us is the Morphin Masters are responsible for every ranger power we've ever seen that's out there, from the Ninja Steel to Beast Morphers to... Dino Charge, to the Dino Gems and Dino Thunder, every Ranger power we've seen for over for almost two decades, it's because of them. And I am also appreciating that there may be a slight eight interesting thing to do here. In episode eight, when when we see Mick, he says to the Rangers, like, you're not the first team I've faced. And I think Amelia or Izzy asks him, wait, you've met other Ranger teams out there? And he just says, yeah. And I'm thinking, hold on, is that their way of trying to expand the franchise like because we there are certain sentai costumes we haven't seen adapted like die ranger or other sentai seasons that got skipped over and i'm thinking and were poorly explained in megaforce yes and i'm thinking is this hasbro's way of trying to explain that hey out, out there in space die ranger suits exist the die rangers are out there in the power rangers universe but you haven't seen them yet and well, it's it's funny you mention that because I think so recently um, there then they hired someone recent Hasbro kind of hired someone recently I don't remember his name but basically he's in charge of like creating a Power Rangers um, Power Rangers kind of like cinematic universe almost I think um, where everything is connected um, and so. I mean, we don't know what the future of Power Rangers is after this season because it sounds like there have been rumor have there have been rumors that like um, that Toei and Hasbro are parting ways, and so therefore Power Rangers everything that's Power Rangers will be more American footage and stuff, and like we will not see a lot of like Sentai footage anymore, and we're probably not going to see any more Sentai adapted, and so it'll be a very interesting to see where it goes. I'm I, it's never been fur it's never been totally confirmed. But I'm very curious to see where it goes. But um, in that sense, I do. I, what it's great that you mentioned that because it, I think it's great because by bringing Mick Canick in and then bringing in characters like the Morphin Masters and making references to past seasons, it really it really shows how they're really trying to like um, make the continuity of Power Rangers more in sync or whatnot because like there have been some like seasons i mean obviously so rpm took place in its own universe and then uh and so did dino, dino charge took place in its own yeah dino charge took place in its own universe but everything is it's never been really fully connected for, until maybe the past couple series so like it started with ninja steel 
and then it really started and then it really kind of like came to the forefront here in this season so i mean like do you have any speculation on that part well i think by potentially doing this i think it's interesting because then we could see other things out there that we haven't seen before and i think think that's cool well it means we can see other ranger teams we've never met we could they could expand the franchise in ways i didn't think was possible well, uh, and I think the how the Morphin Masters did it was a nice touch because oh, despite the fact that the uh, Dino Charge powers come from a different dimension, the the Morphin Masters still created the Inner Gems, and I thought, huh, that's clever. They're they're tying the whole franchise together in a way I didn't think they could, and I think it's really clever how they're doing it, and that's why I think Hasbro is doing a really good job of the franchise. They're really taking their their time to really expand on the Morphin Grid and how it works. Well, I don't know if I would say the Morphin Masters were responsible for every um, team of Rangers, because, I mean, we definitely see that they've helped create some of the powers for sure, but I don't know if they're responsible for every every Ranger team. Like, I know for... I mean, I, I say this because, for example, um, Lightspeed Rescue is, like, really kind of, like, the first real, like, team engineered by that was created by like government by government agency that was designed to protect mariner bay um and then obviously time forces um it was that their powers were created by um time force agency itself and so it's never again it's never it's it's implied but i don't know if they're responsible Mm -hmm. for every team maybe there will be some instances where like they didn't fully create it but maybe they give it a bit of a kick like maybe lightspeed rescue they did create the morphers and the powers and the zords they did all that but they think their morphers wouldn't really work or do anything they want them to do okay the morphin masters with that so maybe the morphin masters so you're saying that maybe the morphin so they built the technology and everything but you say Maybe the Morphin Masters gave it the final touch by giving them the, the true connection of the Morphin Grid. Yeah, like, if there's seasons like that, then at least that's a way of saying, okay, even other people, they can create the powers, but with the help of the Morphin Masters, they can, like, connect mm-hmm. to the Morphin Grid. Cool. Well, that reminds me in Jungle Fury when RJ said, he, like, you know, he created the Solar Morphers with another friend, with, through a, a friend, of through an acquaintance, and he said his acquaintance tapped into the Morphin Grid, so you have to wonder, like, how did he tap into the Morphin Grid? See, so that's what I mean. So yeah, that that does beg the question. Yeah, that's what I mean. Other people can make their own morphers, but you need the Morphin Masters to connect you to the grid for it to work. So you think? So I mean, so hmm. So, okay. So then, how do you think the Beast Morphers? So you think the Beast Morphers like the rain? They definitely have all that Ranger technology and everything, but without without some sort of connection via the Morphin Masters, the powers are useless. It could be because Nate just suddenly knows so much about the Morphin Grid. Like, how does he know so much about it? Like, he knows enough about it to be able to make a freaking liquid out of it. Right, but you, but then, but you have to remember he's a child genius, so you kind of no, have to. I say, know. I'm just saying, maybe the Morphin Masters helped him out a little bit with his knowledge. Right. I just, I mean, like, the, don't get me wrong. I think the the idea of the Morphin Masters is great, but I don't want to think that like. I don't know if I don't know if I would necessarily use them as every explanation for every ranger power just because of specifically saying like oh Morphin Masters did that oh Morphin Masters did that oh Morphin Masters did that you want to be able to at least give credit to like people who don't really have all the who don't really have like all the um re, who are, like truly are smart like so I mean like 
I don't want to make this, I don't want to make it sound bad, but like, I don't, I don't know, like by having the Morphin Masters like give the connection for Grid Battle Force, it kind of makes Nate kind of look like a dumbass almost, at least in my opinion. Yeah, okay. I don't even know if I'm actually right. I'm mostly just speculating here. I mean, again, it's all pure speculation on this part. I mean, and I love, I don't know if they'll ever give a full explanation going forward for this, but like, I'm very curious to see how it goes. But, um, but yeah, so far I do, I like what they've been doing, how they've been connecting like Rangers. I mean, this season to past Ranger seasons, like, again, it's, it's something we've never seen done before. And like, sometimes it could be done, it could be done very poorly but it can also, but but if you do it right, where you have the right people working on it and everything is written and planned out correctly, then you get seasons like Beast Morphers and so far Dino Fury. So I'm very curious to see how this goes. Um, so right now, there's not much to say about. I mean, obviously we like what's going on, what's going on so far, but there's really not much to say going forward, just because there's not there's not that very many episodes out right now. So we're kind of, so we'll definitely come back to Dino Fury at some point to talk about the rest of it. But I mean, so far I like what I've seen and Josh, it definitely sounds like you like what you've seen here. I mean, the villains, I, I, I guess we should, yeah, let's, we didn't really talk about the villains, but like, I like how void void Knights. He's essentially, it's almost like watching Korg again from, um, Mystic Force. Mystic Force, yeah, but this time he's—it's almost like pure evil. He—it's like it's an evil ranger in charge this time around. Kind of, he kind of looks like an evil ranger, but he's—he's he's not really classified as an evil ranger. But and then you have his partner Mucus. <laughs> what a weird little creature Mucus is. I don't even know. So I think in the original, I think in the original Sentai and Rhea Soldier, uh, Mucus is a is a dude, um, but in this series it's it's a girl um let me just see here yeah he's a dude in the origin in rear soldier cleon uh kurian um or in the original version and then like mucus um and basically how basically like she is powered by snot what a weird interesting creature i mean we already had flatulence humor and uh ninja force through victor and monty but i don't know I don't know how they can pull this off. Um, so, I mean, other than Void Knight, how do you feel about the Sporks so far? And and do you want to explain how the Sporks worked in this season? Oh, yeah. I'm loving some of the, the humor. Like, I think there's an, like, during episode four, or I think she actually says, it's Morphin Slime. I think that's the humor. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was pretty funny. That's not too bad, actually. <laughs> I forgot about that line. <laughs> yeah, they really have clever ways to reference the show. Don't they? Some pretty, some pretty like some pretty weird shit sometimes. But, but yeah, how do you feel about the Sporks this season? Like, I mean, again, so far it's not been too, there haven't been too many episodes. But how do you feel about the villains other than Void Knight? I think the villains are pretty cool. I think my favorite of them might be Slither. I kind of, I really like his voice, and I think he's voiced by. Power Rangers veteran Campbell Cooley. Um. Yeah, Campbell Cooley. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He's the. That's right. He's the one who looks like he could be like some sort of like weird ringmaster. Well, I, he is designed as a ringmaster, kind of like he's a 
Yeah, you have some weird. You have some weird, um, interesting villains in this series, um, and uh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just looking at the design of Slither here. I'm like, eh, fascinating choice, because um, like I think at one point doesn't Slither kind of like disguise himself as a um, as like one of the rap as one of a the species one is Ato species from Rafcon. Yeah, he pretends to like be a part of that planet, so you know, like Zeta will let him into the base. Well, her. If you were well right. what he thinks. Clever bastard. <laughs> Clever bastard indeed. Evil sniping little bastard. But then again, some of the best vill I mean, some of the best villains in um Power Rangers are the ones that are just conniving evil. I mean like um God, what was what was the who was the mummy villain in Mystic Force again? I thought oh, he was really Imperious. Yeah, Imperious is really great. Um, and then um, the villain who made um, oh god, <laughs> I'm trying to think of that one villain from uh, Samurai. Um, Decker, the one, not not yeah, De well Decker, but like oh. the one who created Decker. Oh, like I know what you're talking about um, Serrator. Yeah, Serrator. Serrator was a better villain than the main villain of that season. Oh, absolutely. Um, I agree. So, yeah, because he was also, like, a sniving little bastard. And I would say, mm -hmm. like, as much as I dislike Megaforce, like, they had one good... All the villains were kind of sucked except for one, and that was Vrock. Yeah, I was Like, just Vrock was, like, the one good villain in all of uh, Megaforce. Yeah. And let's see. Uh, I think Dino Charge had one. I think Fury was a good villain for a side character, and I thought Sledge was interesting. How do you feel about Snide? Because I thought Snide and Heckle were pretty great too. I thought Snide was was really nice, but truth be told, I was kind of hoping maybe they'll do a whole thing like, oh, he's actually a reincarnation of Zeltrax, like they did with Goldar and Beast Morpher. I was really hoping. well. I mean, it's it's funny you, you mentioned that because the the suit for Snide was originally supposed to be uh, like a, a reborn version of Zeltrax's counterpart from in the Sentai. The Sentai. I, I was yeah. aware of that. That's why I was hoping that. Dial Supercharge was going to do that, but they didn't. No, they didn't. I mean, they brought back Goldor, but Kerrigan Mahan wasn't bothered to come, wasn't bothered to reprise his voice, which kind of sucked. Along with the uh, voice clips. Oh, that vo those voice clips were rough. But so, from what I understand, because I guess Kyle Higgins, who writes for the Boom, for the Boom Studios comics for Power Rangers, um, he said he did a little like kind of like short film or teaser for the comics. I think it's the one where it's Lord Draken looking at um, looking um, at the multiverse or yeah the grid of Ranger universes, and um, he said apparently the Masters um, when he got a hold of the Masters for that apparently you could not isolate the dialogue from the music itself. And I get well, and it's older. And you have to remember, it's older footage too. So it, I can kind of understand why they did that. Um, but what sucks is that because I think because I remember just I remember like when a, the astronomer clip was being shown in that episode, and like we see Andrew speak, or I hear him speak. He's like, that's clearly not Christopher Kamen Lee. I'm like, they dubbed over his voice. <laughs> yeah, they did it with everyone, and it was really annoying. Yeah. It really was. I mean, come on. If you're reading, if you're reading like a Power Rangers comic book, tell me you don't 
when you're like, imagine this, you're reading a Power Rangers comic and you're reading Goldar lines, but tell me when you're reading those lines, you don't read the big Kerrigan's voice. Of course you do, because he is, I am here, my liege. <laughs> exactly. So you're not, it's not, so like, that's, that's Kerrigan Mahan's classic voice is like, I am Goldar, I am here, my liege, I will destroy the Power Rangers for you. And so like, this is Goldar Maximus, this is his voice here in Beast Wars, like, I've returned. <laughs> That's a weak ass voice. Like, come on, guys! You couldn't bother to bring back the original Goldar voice. Maybe they're just too fucking cheap. Even ha- even in the Hasbro era, they're too fucking cheap, and Hasbro has all the money. Even Disney, fucking like our overlords, Disney. They could have they could have brought back some of the actors, but then again. The show is too cheap for its own good, isn't it? Oh well. Yeah, but even then, I even when writers, I think they want to try to do it. This someone doesn't let them because they think uh, you're risking going over budget here. Like, I think like you're. I know you don't like this season, but I think the people who were behind Operation Overdrive wanted to go for a more Indiana Jones like season and something really different from its Sentai. But I think Disney said, "No, nah, no, nah, we're too lazy to fork over the cash for that. Just make it a copy of Super Sentai and." We'll call it a day. Well, I almost heard. Well, I heard that like apparently speculation was that like Disney almost told them just to just dub the entire show. If I'm not mistaken, correct? I think so. Yeah, they were pretty cheap to fork over the money. Oh yeah, even yeah. Power Rangers has never had the best of luck. That's why. That's like that's why the three original Rangers and Mighty Morphin left. Because <laughs> like that show, the show is just too cheap even in, mm-hmm. even today the show is too cheap yeah and sometimes even if it's not that i think some of the actors don't like being screwed over like i th- yeah i heard that when they were planning the lightspeed rescue lost galaxy crossover the amy miller was going to come back as drakina but as soon as she found out she was only going to be in like very little of it and a little girl was getting more screen time than fucking drakina she said now fuck that i'm out of here and the two-parters called drakina's revenge what the fuck <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, they teach you out of shit, don't they? I think Danny Danny Slap and the Red Ranger Leo, I think he had a pay... He walked off set, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, and I think it was over a pay dispute or something. Yeah. And then I heard, so recently, so I heard um, through speculation, so like, the actors who played uh, Shelby and... um, Who was the Green Ranger in Down in Charge? Michael Tabor and Camille Hyde? Yeah, so... So I apparently uh, there's a rumor that there's a rumor I heard that like based so they they had some tweets oh they had some tweets that apparently they deleted off of but apparently those tweets spec those tweets were kind of like saying that yeah they hated their time on the show really yeah so that's why they only came back as voice cameras but also it could definitely be a thing of like but maybe both of them moved on to like um, like they became union actors. Yeah, they became more union actors because Camille Hyde, she went on to be like in a CW TV show afterwards. Right, right. But I at least did appreciate how they, at least they brought, they used their voices. I at least appreciated how they were kind of there. Yeah, but you wish they were physically there too. But then again, I mean, a whole, who knows what could have happened. Yeah, but at least because it's their voices, I can at least picture it's them under the helmet. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing, too, with Ekadarville in uh, the Clash of the Red Ranger Yeah, but for crossover. some reason, they don't call him by that name. They call him Tobias something. I think it's a... It sounds like a screen name he uses, but I think by that point, Eka had joined the Screen Actors Guild. Um, and then, obviously, Eka has done 
much more, th- many more things because he went on to be part of Jessica Jones. Yeah, and I think it's for the Marvel Netflix shows. I think, yeah, yeah the, the crossover was done late. Like, I think they just said, um, you know what, we've wrapped up the whole show, but why don't we just do oh, this crossover for no reason? And someone just said, okay. And that's when they, that's why the writing is so terrible. I hate that crossover. It feels like an insult to RPM. It does, doesn't it? Kind of, yeah. Because you don't really see the entire team. You I know. Just get I Scott. Mean, the samurai rangers are sucked into the RPM dimension, and then they come back and they say, "Hey, Scott, your team says hot. You fucking." If I'm not mistaken, in the, in the RPM ar- dimension, why didn't you bring them back with you? I mean, I if I'm not mistaken, in the original, I mean, the original Sentai, like original Sentai movie for that crossover, like in for um, Shurikenger and uh, Shurikenger, yeah, Go Andre and Shurikenger, like. They all like got together. No, <laughs> not Shurikenger. No, that was that was. Oh God, not Shurikenger. Um, was oh, it Shurikenger? Shurikenger and Goanger. Yeah, yeah. So it was. Yeah, between the two. Of, yeah, between the Shinkenger. It was Shinkenger. Shurikenger. Why am I thinking of Shurikenger? But between Shinkenger and Goanger, like I think both full teams like appeared on screen. If I'm not mistaken, um, I need to rewatch that. That's I think at some point, but. I apologize, listeners, for bearing with me here on this, but, but yeah, no, uh, it's it's so weird sometimes. Again, like you, it's odd that the show is still cheap to this day. You would think that they upped the Annie and the budget, but nope, they're still they're still treating it as such. But I don't know. I feel like the show is gonna. So, I guess we're kind of getting again. There's not really much to say just on the overall show so far. I mean, we've said much as much as we could, but I mean. But that's just again, because not the entire show hasn't completely aired yet, or the entire first season hasn't finished. And so, because if I'm not mistaken, I, it hasn't been. I mean, I heard in an interview with Chance Perez, but I don't know if it's fully confirmed. But apparently, the show is going to leave Nickelodeon. It's going to go extremely. It's going to go exclusively to streaming services. Am I- yeah, according to him, next this is the last season where every episode like airs on tv this is the last mm-hmm. time come april like come 2022 season two goes right to netflix now are they gonna air is it is it is it confirmed that's going straight to netflix well according to him it is but i don't actually know for certain well yeah it's still all speculation at this point to for sure but yeah i mean i'm very curious to see how it all plays out in the end um especially that but I mean, I mean, I think you. I think it's safe to say that you and I are still bitter by the fact that, like, the contract for most of the seasons expired on Netflix, and that we've missed seeing all of Power Rangers on Netflix. So I think the only seasons available right now are all three seasons of Mighty Morphin. Um, but that ends. But that. But if you want to see the further adventures, um, you have to go elsewhere, or um, if you have the Blu-rays or DVDs, you're fine. Um, but the other, other, the only other seasons are Ninja Steel and Beast Morphers. Doesn't and, really make much sense. And Dino, and, Fury. And Dino Fury, yeah, yeah, that's it. It's like, like it's freaking frustrating. Yeah, it really is, isn't it? So, yeah, it's frustrating to see how it, how it's all like this. But fuck, um, I mean, I'm glad that they're gonna leave Nickelodeon and they're gonna go to a, they're gonna go su- supposedly to Netflix because. It means that they have, they can do a little bit more. I feel like they, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? I mean, the show is already wrapped filming. 
um, back in like May of this year. Um, and so who knows what's going to happen going forward. So I'm very curious to see the future of the show. Yeah, and I don't know if they'll do it, but how funny would it be if when Netflix does the show, they're the ones that actually say, you know what? We're fucking Netflix. We're going to give you a huge budget and you can do whatever you want. <laughs> how great would that be? Maybe we'll get that long. Maybe we'll get that long-awaited sequel to the 2017 movie. God, I want that movie again. I, I, I fucking. Oh, speaking of, we should collaborate on the screenplay of that some more. Oh yeah, we still. Oh yeah, we still need to. Yeah, me and Josh. So at the at the end of our uh, 2017, at the end of our look at the 2017 movie, all three of us kind of speculated like how we would want a sequel to the original 2017 reboot to be done, and. Uh, Josh and I have a few ideas of how we want to do it. So um, I think maybe, I think hmm, we'll have to talk about this afterwards. We'll see what happens. But, um, but well, Josh, I like to thank you for coming back and talking about Power Rangers again. Yeah, it's I'm always, always a pleasure to talk about Power Rangers with you. Although I think, I mean, I mean, I know the first time you came on was talking about Tremors, but you helped us introduce the Tremors franchise, but I, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like at some point it's like I know we plan on have doing other things, but like God, I like you know when all else fails, me and Josh can definitely talk about power injuries. <laughs> oh yes, we can. I mean, you're like the only. There's only two people I love to talk power injuries with on the internet. Uh, there's you, and there's a good buddy of mine by the name of Clay Weber. He's a really huge power Rangers fan. Shout out to Clay, by the way, listening. <laughs> yeah, and he's um. He's in the Discord server with us too, so you two. Oh, is he? Yeah, so you two are like the biggest, most fans I know. Don't don't tell me what his don't tell me what his username is. Tell me afterwards. I was like, sorry, listeners, you can't hear what this is. This is a private conversation. (laughs) So, well, anyways, uh, thanks for listening, everyone, to this very special episode of Two Nerdskies in a Podcast. Oh, no Uh, problem. I was happy to be here. So, all right. Well, thank you, Josh, and uh, stay shiny, everybody. Have a good one. All right, well, that was that, folks. That was our little special on the first half of Power Rangers Dino Fury. Uh, Most likely, we will be returning to that topic at some point. We're just waiting for Season 1 to finish out. I think it is actually already finished, I think. And then, um, I don't think so, but we'll see. But then, of course, we'll definitely come back for Season 2. Be very interesting to see... uh, the future of Power Rangers going forward. Uh, yeah, expect more Power Rangers talk to come down later on down the line, folks. But all right. Well, in the meantime, that's going to do it for this week. So be sure to follow the show at Instagram. That's TNAPCAST at uh, T-N-A-A-P-C-A-S-T. I had to think about that for a second. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, like and comment on our videos there, and give us suggestions, of course. And, of course, be sure to follow the shows on Instagram and no, <laughs> Instagram, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. You know, the whole spiel for the old whatnot. So, until then, folks, may the power protect you. This is Eric saying, stay shiny, everyone. Have a good one. Next level. Next level. Next level. Next level.